Glory to God, have you been blessed? Mm, have you been blessed? Boy, to be <laughs> together to worship God. Uh, boy, now to be able to open up the Word of God. Have you been blessed? Amen, we've been blessed. We have been blessed. Psalms 141, we're going to be looking at the first four verses this morning. Listen, I, I believe that we have come in this morning. Somebody's got hang-ups and hang-ons and whatever you want to call them, but I believe we're dealing with some things this morning. I believe we're battling this morning. And I believe there could be some people amongst us who's ready to throw in the towel on all of it. You say, preacher, we've had a theme, it seems like, for some while. Listen, I don't come up with the theme. I don't come up with the topic. It's where God wants us to be when He wants us to be there. And that's exactly where we're going to be. That's exactly where we're going to be. This morning, we're going to look at victory over temptation. Now, you say, where is that at? In Psalm 141, verses 1 through 4. Well, God puts it on display, and we're going to take it out piece by piece. Amen? How many of you know the Word of God will speak to us if we just listen? Hey, how many of you know the Word of God will show us something if we'll just see it? Amen. Listen, I pray to God you will open up your heart this morning for what God has got for you. Do you realize this morning, he, as you came in this morning, you came in and he's got a word just for you. Just for you. I know y'all tired of standing. Psalm 141, verse number 1. Lord, I cry unto thee. Make haste unto me. Give ear unto my voice when I cry unto thee. Let my prayer be set forth before thee as incense, and the lifting up of my hands as the evening sacrifice. Set a watch, O Lord, before my mouth. Keep the door of my lips. Incline not my heart to any evil thing, to practice wicked works with men that work iniquity. And let me not eat of their dainties. You say, where in the world is all that at? Boy, we're going to get there. Oh, we're going to get there. Let's go to the Lord in prayer this morning. Heavenly Father, God, I do thank you for this day that you've given us. God, this is your day, God. God, as I just sat over there, God, just praising you, God. God, thinking of your names, God. My Jehovah Jireh, my Jehovah Rafi, my Jehovah Nisi this morning, God. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. God, I lift up my precious child to you this morning. God, I pray you touch him. God, I hate to see him hurting, God. God, I pray you heal him. God, I God, I thank you for your word. Oh God, I thank you for the examples you give us, God. God, to know we ain't got to wonder on how we ought to live, God, you've told us exactly. God, in times of trouble, in times of God, turmoil in our lives, God, in temptation, God, you've told us exactly how to live. Oh, God, you've given us an example, and I thank you for it. God, I ask now, God, that, God, I know you've already begun to touch hearts. God, speak into lives this morning. 
God, somebody, God, somebody needs to take victory over their temptation. God, I don't know what it is. I know there's a million of them out there, God. God, I pray you do a work in them. Oh, God, that they not leave this place the same way they walked in. God, I include myself in that. God, change us. God, show us where we are, God. Oh, God, that you'd get glory for our lives. God, that you'd get glory from our lives, God. God, I ask all these things in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. And this 141st chapter of uh, Psalms here, this psalm, David is living in a perilous time. He didn't know who to trust. Boy, he's got Saul on one hand that wants to kill him. I don't know, have you ever been hunted down like a dog? Like a deer? Come on now. Some of y'all can relate now, you done perked up. But here is, here is David, and he's torn. He's in a perilous time. He doesn't know who to trust or where to go. And I just happen to believe, listen, by what I know God's placed upon my heart, there's somebody that's feeling some stress this morning. There's somebody that's feeling some trouble this morning. You don't know where to go or what to do or even how to do it. And I'm here to tell you, listen, there's temptations all around you. But God will show you how to deal with it. Oh, God will show you how to deal with it. The first thing that we've got to realize, and this is something that David realized at this time. And listen, I don't need anybody this morning going to the place and remembering what all David did wrong. Can we, can we just set that aside? Because if we got on everything David did wrong, we'd have to start on everything we've done wrong. Everything we might even be doing wrong. But this morning, can we just examine our hearts and look at where we are and what God wants to do in our lives? <laughs> because you do know He wants to do something in your life. You do know He wants to do something amazing. He wants to do something greater than you could ever put together in your life. And guess what? Today, it just may begin today. Amen. Amen. Oh, somebody didn't get Amen. that. For you, listen, it may just be today, folks. Listen, you don't know the last time you're going to be sitting under the Word of God. Come on. Do you realize there, listen, there was, there's been folks with us not too long ago and no longer are with us. They've got their promotion to glory and thank God they're in glory. But if you're not saved today, if you've not received Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, then you don't know Him. Then you don't know Him. You see, David realized who God is. He's a holy, righteous God. You say, preacher, where do you get that from? The very opening of the psalm. Oh, you missed it. The very opening of the psalm. Boy, what does God, what does he say here to the Lord God? Lord, I cry unto thee, make haste unto me, give ear unto my voice when I cry unto thee. Folks, and listen, if you really, if you really want to get help today, you're not going to get it from me. Oh, wow, everybody's quiet. Huh? If you're going to get help today, it's not going to be from a Sunday school teacher. 
If you're going to get help today, listen, as much as I love our deacon body, it ain't going to come from them. Huh? Come on. Come on. The most seasoned saint, mature saint in the house today, if you need help, it's not going to come from them today. If we're going to get help, it's going to come from the Lord God, folks. It's going to come from the Lord. And we've got to come to a place, listen, where David is right here, where all he can do is cry unto the Lord. Cry unto the Lord. I ask you, in your time of trouble, in your time of need, when's the last time you've truly cried unto the Lord? Oh, God help us. Huh? God help us. Oh, what I, listen, what I'm preaching this morning, I've had to live. Huh? Oh, I've had to live. Oh, and as God dove me into the passage, I'll be honest with you, I felt like Moses, that fear and trembling, because I know I'm about to get a lesson. God's about to take me to school with His Word, folks. But I ask you this morning, in your time of trouble, in your time of need, in the time of temptation, because I believe, oh, I believe, there's somebody battling with temptation today. Hmm? Oh, we can say we've never battled it. But I don't believe there's much truth in that. I believe we all battle temptation. Some of us has already battled it this morning before we got out to bed. Huh? Don't. That's real. That's real. And folks, if we want help, if we want help, we've got to go to God. Look at what David does. I cry unto thee. Oh, he's not crying to somebody else. He's not looking for a priest. Oh, he's calling out to the Lord God. He's crying out to the Lord God. I wonder today, could we just get alone with the Lord? You say, but I came to church to be encouraged. There'll be no greater encouragement than what God can do in your heart today. Oh, you'll find no greater encouragement. Oh, I think about the holiness of God this morning. You say, why that word holiness? Because listen... If you're going to make it through temptation, if you're going to overcome temptation, you've got to live a life holy unto God. You say, but who am I to be holy? Well, I ask you this, do you know Him personally? Is the Holy Spirit of God residing in you? Oh, because listen, if the Holy Spirit of God's inside of you, guess what? You can live a holy life unto God. Mm. You see, many times though, we want to, sit in our sin, and we will want to just kind of loathe there, you know, and we just want to roll around in it and say, well, you know, I'm not perfect, and you're not perfect, and none of us are perfect, so we ought to just keep on sinning. God help us. God help us. Boy, you'll fall for every temptation that comes along the way with an attitude like that. huh? The devil will have a field day with your life with an attitude like that. Oh, David here, he teaches, listen, upon the help of the Lord, he gives us a real lesson of what to do in temptation, folks. But first, I get to thinking about that holiness of God. I just mentioned Moses earlier. I've got I've to go back there because do you remember what it was like for Moses on Mount Sinai? Hmm? <laughs> oh, what does he say? <laughs> Hebrews 12. <laughs> He said, I exceedingly fear and quake. Mm. We're talking about the holiness of God, folks. The holiness of God. Do you think that's changed today? Oh, can I tell you, God's just as holy today as He's ever been. 
Oh, it will never change, folks. It'll never change. He's so holy. Hey, Isaiah said, Woe is me, for I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips. Oh, if we could just be real before God, like Isaiah. It's quiet in here today. I said it's a call for examination. Listen if, you wanna, listen, if you want victory over temptation, victory over the things in your life, it won't happen by you avoiding it. It'll happen by you meeting it head on with the Lord. Think about it today. Oh, Isaiah, woe is me, for I am undone because I'm a man of unclean lips. Oh, how about Ezekiel at the appearance of the likeness of the glory of the Lord? Ezekiel said, I fell upon my face. Hmm. I wonder how many of us could get a lot closer to God if we just fall upon our face. Mm, you say, I can't get upon my face. I mean your heart. Mm. First, we've got to make the decision to bow our heart before God. Bow our heart before God. Daniel chapter 10. Hey, he trembled before God to the point that he needed strengthening, folks, before he could even receive the message. Think about that this morning. Oh, the holiness of God. How about Paul, big bad soul? How about when he was on his face before God? Mm. He couldn't even see, folks. Oh, the holiness of God. Can I tell you what about old John in Revelation? <laughs> How about, how about the vision that he had? Oh, how about, uh, how about so glorious and holy he fell as a dead man before Jesus? He's holy, folks. Listen, Heavenly Father God, he's holy. Oh, the Son of the living God, Jesus Christ, he's holy. His Holy Spirit is holy, folks. And how is it that we think we can be? Listen, we cannot be holy and be a child of God. If you're a child of God, you can be holy. And God is looking for you to be that way. Oh, what do you mean, be holy? I start living a holy life before God, I'll be holier than thou. Oh, no, that's not what I'm talking about. No. I'm talking about consecration. I'm talking about separation. I'm talking about words that are rarely used anymore. Huh? That's how, that's how you overcome. That's how you overcome temptation. That's how you overcome the battles. A life consecrated to God. You say, what does that mean to be consecrated to God? Well, let's just look first at the temptations David was dealing with. Go down with me to verse number 2 and verse number 3. Verse number 2, Let my prayer be set before thee as incense and the lifting up of my hands in the evening sacrifice. There we see, guess what? The surrender. The surrender of David. Oh, I tell you, boy, how far we could get with God if we'd just surrender. Oh, can you just imagine, Dan, can you just imagine David, David is uh, standing there and he gets upon his knees. Now listen, y'all go with me with your spiritual imaginations. There he is and he gets on his knees before God and he lifts up his hands. Oh, and what a picture that is of him lifting up his heart to God. When's the last time you've lifted up your heart to God? Say, preacher, I didn't come in here this morning to feel convicted huh 
Oh, if we only knew how great conviction can be. The drawing of Almighty God. <laughs> oh, to draw you back to Him in fellowship with Him. You say, I'm not out of fellowship with God. Listen, there's going to become a time when those trials and troubles and those temptations are going to come. We can sit here and pretend like we're not going through them. We can sit and pretend like they're not coming. But I guarantee you they are. The Word of God tells us they are. Oh, get the picture of David lifting up his hands. Oh, how sweet of a savor it must be to God when the child of God lifts up their hands in full surrender to the Lord. Mm. Verse number 3, we see one of David's temptations. Set a watch, O Lord, before my mouth. Keep the door of my lips. You know, it's quite interesting that this is the first part of what he brings up on temptation. Folks, let me be very clear this morning. We need to ask God to control these lips. Yes. Yes. I mean, how many of you know that? <laughs> the tearing down we can do with our lips. This is not just for you. This is for all of us. <laughs> huh? I ask you this. If we don't have a kind thing to say that's going to honor and glorify God, then why do we even say it? Huh? I told you I had to eat this roll. Huh? Well, preacher, you probably never say anything that would be unholy. Well, there's somebody laughing. Huh? The last time I checked, we're all the same. We're all sinners. If you're saved, saved by grace. We all, listen, we all have trouble. We all have temptation. And I can't tell you how many times I just want a knee-jerk reaction. Oh, maybe that's my confession. I don't think I'm alone. Oh, I don't think I'm alone. Oh, but we're all in it together, folks. Oh, God, help us, if we're a child of God, to act like a child of God, to live a life holy and pleasing unto God. That's what matters today. Oh, help us to know that, hey, the power of the tongue. Oh, life or death will come from it. Yes. Life or death, either you're going to speak life in Christ into somebody's life and be an encouragement to them. Do you realize today I could either, Brother Jamie, I could tear you down or I could lift you up. God help us. So what's this got to do with overcoming temptation because somebody in the building is facing that temptation oh God didn't put us here by no accident I'm not hey listen I've told you many times I hate to even look at anybody because it's not I think it's you I'll just look at brother Leroy huh God help us if you're a child of God to be a child of God to live a life holy and pleasing unto him Listen, if not, guess what? Your mouth will get you into so much trouble you can't get out of it. Huh? 
There's been lives truly destroyed over the tongue, folks. Oh, God, help us to get right. Oh, to get right with Him. And listen, nobody needs to know about it. It's between you and God. Let's just set that out there. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Praise God, we've got an advocate. Praise God, we got Jesus to go to. Praise God, we got a forgiving Father if we're saved. Praise God, praise God, praise God. Temptation of sinful words. Oh, of all things that David could have put there, look what he puts, his tongue. Oh, he puts his tongue. Oh, those lips. God help us to sweep... That'll speak a word to encourage somebody. Mm, to be a testimony for the Lord. Verse number four. Look at the consecration. Verse number four. Incline not my heart to any evil thing. Incline not my heart to any evil thing. Can I tell you today we see the very heart of David right here. Huh? You say, what is that? He is dedicating his heart to the Lord. Yes, he's dedicating his heart to the Lord. And can I tell you, all the things that we trouble with, they begin with the heart, folks. Oh, it's a heart matter. Oh, it's a heart condition. Hey, somebody can't get along, it's a heart condition. Huh? We're having trouble with sin, it's a heart condition. You're lost, it's a heart condition. You've walked away from God. It's a heart condition. It's a heart condition. But here we see David. Incline not my heart to any evil thing. God, I'm dedicating my heart to you. I wonder today, hey, you need help in the temptation? You need help with sin in your life? Guess what? Give your heart to Christ. You say, I'm already saved, and guess what you need to do? You need to recommit your heart to God. Hmm? You talking about rededication, preacher? Yes, I am. If that's what it takes to get your heart right with God, then rededicate your life to Him. You say, but so-and-so's done it 20 times. I don't care if they do it 50 times, if they're right with God. Oh, why in the world are we worried about how many times people rededicate their lives? Most churches don't even give an invitation anymore. They're not even looking for anybody to get right with God. They're not even looking for anybody to get saved. Oh, God, help us. God, help us. You know, I was thinking this morning as I went back over the message, when's the last time people truly flooded an altar to seek the face of God, to cry out to Him? You say that's old-fashioned church. Not at all. Oh, not at all, because it can happen today. Hmm? You know what it is? It's a moment of surrender. It's a heart of surrender to an almighty God. Oh, folks, has He not done enough for us? Hmm. Incline not my heart, and notice that words, to any 
evil thing. Oh, David, he don't want to leave anything out. What does he say? He uses that word to any evil thing. Listen, he's not going to leave a little bit of sin. He don't want a little bit of temptation. He wants to lay it all out there. And today, listen, you might be saying, I've already gave up this. I've already gave up that. God, I've, get, I've laid this on the altar last week. God, what do you want me to give up this week? Why don't you shut your heart and allow God to show you? I believe God's looking for some people who's ready to just lay it all out there. Mm-hmm. You see, today it may not be your lips that's your problem. Today it might be your marriage. Hmm? It might be your finances. Boy, you're tempted to tuck and run. Huh? Oh, we can all pretend that these things don't happen. We can do that. Maybe that sin's calling your name. Oh, and you're feeling so ever close to jumping right in. Oh, let's don't act like it doesn't happen. Huh? For some of you, sin's tapping you on the shoulder. And you're going to have to make a decision. I wonder today, how long's it going to take? Oh, how long will it take us to cry out to God? Oh, what does he say? Verse 4, incline not my heart to any evil thing. Oh, David wants to be clean before God. Second part of that verse, to practice wicked works with men that work iniquity. You better be careful who you hang around, folks. What am I talking about? It's consecration, dedicating your heart to God. Separation. Getting with the people of God. Oh, goodness, that's quiet, ain't it? <laughs> Separation, consecration, oh, overcoming temptation. Oh, think about it this morning, separation. Oh, can I tell you, God is not going to reveal His will until you're ready to be separated? Huh? He's not going to compete with your sin. I'll say it again, He's not going to compete with your sin. He's not going to compete with the temptation that you keep rolling around in your mind. Because usually what's in your mind is down deep in your heart. Separation. Oh, so many mingle and play with sin. And can I tell you, it's not acceptable to God for us to play with sin all week and then come into His house on Sunday and act holy. Huh? Y'all ready to throw the hymnals at me, ain't you? Huh? Hey, I don't, listen, I love you, but I don't care. Why? Because when we get right with God, hey, big things happen, folks. God uses our lives mightily. God takes us from where we used to be and makes us what He wants us to be. Oh, praise God, praise God. Oh, praise God. Oh, praise God, if we could get a glimpse of what He wants for us. You think I enjoy talking about sin. Most of the time you hear about mine. <laughs> I don't get any joy from it at all. It breaks my heart. But to know that conviction is there and God is there to receive us, folks. Oh, if we'll turn our lives over to Him. Oh, a life of consecration, a life of separation. 
Preacher, does that mean I can't go here and witness and there and witness? That's not what I'm talking about, and I believe if you pray about it, you know that. I'm talking about indulging in that sin yourself. I think about the sin that we bring into our own homes. If you fellowship with the wicked, you will do the wicked. You fellowship with the wicked, and you will do the wicked. Preacher, I would never do that. I'm just trying to help somebody. Hmm? So many Christians have failed trying to play with sin. There's many today that's out of church. And listen, I ain't saying that church is salvation. You understand that. But there's many no longer worshiping the Lord. Huh? No longer serving God because they've given themselves over to sin. See, you make the choice, folks. You make the choice. Separation. Separation. I'm so glad to know that if you, listen, if you fellowship with the wicked, you'll do the wicked. But if you separate yourself to God, you'll know the will of God. Somebody didn't get it. If you separate yourself to God, you will know and have the opportunity to do the will of God. I shared with the office this week, and I know some of you clock watchers, we're just going to put this thing back up for a little while. I can't stand it. I can't stand that clock. Go ahead, brother. Take a sledgehammer to that thing. I was sharing with the office this week, Exodus 34, 6 and 7. God tells us the nature of Himself. Oh, ain't that good? (laughs) God tells us the nature of Himself. Hey, you want to know who God is? Just get into His Word. (laughs) He's there. Why? Because (laughs) it's His Word. But in those verses 6 and 7, there's two words that stood out to me. Goodness and truth. Goodness and truth. That is who God is. He's goodness and He's truth. So let me ask you something this morning. I said, if you live a separated life, you'll know the will of God for your life and have the opportunity to do His will. Can I ask you a question? Oh, if God is goodness, if God is truth, then how in the world could His will be bad for you? Huh? Folks, it can't be. It can't be. My God's not a lie. My God cannot lie. (laughs) Oh, what a God. The God. The God. I ask you this morning... Where are you with the Lord? Are you consecrated? Are you separated? I want to read the end of this verse. 
Incline not my heart to any evil thing to practice wicked works with men that work iniquity and let me not eat of their dainties. What in the world is David talking about? Folks, sin never looks ugly when it's tempting. Somebody missed it. Sin never, listen, sin never looks pretty, right? Never looks ugly. Sin never looks ugly when it's tempting. The whole reason why it's tempting is because it looks good. Hmm? You say, wait a minute, are we going back to children's church if that's what it takes? Huh? Sin never looks ugly while it's tempting. You say, preacher, how do we know that? Well, we can go back to the garden. Huh? We can go back to the garden. And I just believe with all my heart because I know what God stamped upon my heart this week. Somebody is being tempted. Somebody's being tempted. You say, preacher, is it me? Well, only you know that. Truth is, we're all going to face temptation. So it'd probably be good for all of us to just cry out to God. (laughs) To cry out to God. But I wondered this morning, when's the last time you got a hold? When's the last time you got a hold of God? Hmm? You see that hand reaching up. See, y'all think these pictures may not mean anything. They mean a lot to me. Actually, I do a lot of searching for pictures of what God puts on my heart. When we reach up to God, oh, He's there to help us. He's there to touch us. He's there to lead God and direct us. But folks, we've got to do it. You say, what's that mean? I'm talking about crying out to God. I wonder today, do you need to cry out to God? Do you need to cry out to God? Heads bowed and eyes closed. I know so many people in the modern day church think the altar is taboo, but uh, can I tell you it's the most wonderful place we could be? Matters of fact, I'm just going to praise Him for an altar. Mm-mm-mm. I wonder this morning, when's the last time you cried out to God? Some of you this morning, you're battling so bad. You're just not ready to admit it. I wonder, would you admit it today? Oh, you ain't got to tell nobody. You ain't got to open up about it. But man, you can go to God with it. You can go to God with it. Oh, I wonder. (laughs) Would you go to God with it? You're struggling. (laughs) You may not want to admit it. (laughs) But you're struggling. Why don't you go to God with it? Oh, why don't you go to God with it? Some of you's lost. You don't even know Christ. No relationship with you. Listen, God sent His only begotten Son to die 
to shed His blood on the cross of Calvary that you might be saved. Oh, I wonder, is it because you've never experienced His holiness? Can I tell you, you can today. Oh, would you come? There's some at the altar already. Listen, this is our time with God. You say, I can go any time. Well, praise God for this time. Praise God for this altar. But I wonder, would you come? Oh, would you come? There's those praying. But would you come? (laughs) Oh, God, I thank you, God, for... God, the Sunday school hour, I thank you for the worship, dear God. God, I thank you for your precious word, God. God, the example, God. God, that we can overcome temptation. God, victory in our lives, God. Oh, God, I pray you touch us today. God, give us courage and boldness to seek your face. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.